not always was nice, okay? Uh, I told you this about in Switzerland. When I arrived in Switzerland, you know what my boss told me? Marcos, you are too young, you are too fresh, you shouldn't be here. Wow. Yeah. This was the second week for me being there. Wow. This was in, in January. It was like, <laughs> what I'm going to, to do now, no? Yeah. So then you see me putting hours and hours and hours of a study, trying to learn as much as possible from everybody. And I can tell you after two years working with him at the uh, Farwell party that we did, his comment was, Marcos came here as a fresh, fresh green guy, and now is living as a full professional and competent person. It was like, well, I was, I was almost crying because it was a tough time for me, I can tell you. Wow. But, you know, you have to be resilient. And if you have clarity that, man, you're not going to dictate what I'm going to be in the future. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipaul.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Paul.org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipaul shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipaul look. Turn this up! Turn this up! Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Ferranbi. Hi, I'm Paul Ferranbi, and welcome to the Incredipal Podcast, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have Marcos Riviera. He is a chemical engineer with 25 years of experience in one of the largest food manufacturing companies in the world. Well, I briefly introduced you, Marcos. How about you introduce yourself the way you would do it? Okay, sure, I can do that. Thank you very much, Paul, for inviting me to this. Uh, I'm looking forward to helping you guys with this. I think it's amazing, the work you're doing. And to help all these new guys into the STEM business, I think it's really, really nice what you're doing. So Thank if you. I can help sharing my experience, yes, why not? Yeah. Let's do it. So yes, as you said, well, first of all, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from Texas. Okay, I'm from Spain. And uh, I've been living in the States now for five years. I came here for my personal reasons, for my son. And that's good when you work for a big company like Nestle that they can help you to accommodate all these things. So yeah, I just started 25 years ago. Uh, I finished my chemical engineering background, uh, studies in, back in Spain. Then I joined to Nestle as an internship in, in, in Switzerland, in Lausanne, in the R&D center. So really research, really starting from the core, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I moved out to, to Australia. Okay, from Switzerland to Australia, I met afterwards a, a guy in, uh, in Nestle. He told me, join Nestle and see the world. No, that's for me was really a, what happened, you know, because mm -hmm. I spent one year then in Australia. I had to go back to Spain and then I was offered a position uh, again back to, to Switzerland in another R&D center. So I learned a lot about all dairy, infant nutrition, anything you know about that. No, I was a young fella seeking for more information, trying yeah. to learn, trying to join any single opportunity that will help me to learn. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing many projects going around the world. I went then, I was sent to India. I spent one year in, in India just to implement some new uh, technologies that we were developing in the in the R&D center. And what's really fun, man. So because every time you 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 travel, you learn. You know, this is my experience and the new culture, because when you do tourism, it's nice, but you don't know to get the people really deep, no? And, and I was fortunate to, to really travel and spend time where I was going, you know? 
So I met good friends in India, good friends in Australia. Then I moved back to Switzerland, very good friends in Switzerland. I spent around seven, eight years in Switzerland over, over all my whole career. So, and I was in the German part, in the French part, so I could see the differences. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's really, really interesting, you know. And uh, yeah, after my time in, in, uh, in India, I went back to, to Spain, where I'm coming from, as I told you. And I just started an application group in, uh, in the north of Spain. So I was looking after two factories. And this application group is the, the entity who link the research with the industrialization. So I was doing the industrialization of some of the projects that I was doing back in Switzerland. So it was really nice to do it by myself. You know, I saw the whole, the whole implementation from creation until industrialization it was really fantastic. And after that, I think uh, the bosses saw some interest in me and they wanted to develop me further. Okay. And then I got some, uh, some opportunities in a factory uh, to take a production manager role. Okay. So I, I was production manager for the infant cereals, you know, all these uh, flakes that you give to the, to the kids. And uh, in there was quite fun. It's the first time I had a, a team to really uh, lead. And it was a, an adventure, I tell you, because I didn't know anything, but you learn by, by doing. You ask a lot of questions. You listen to everybody. I think it's one of the most important things you could do always, listen yeah. before giving an opinion. Because, you know, I knew they were there for many years. They know much better than me, you know? Mm -hmm. So you could ask questions just to make sure that things are running well and you're yeah. getting good understanding of the things. And little by little, you keep learning. Yeah. You get the respect from them as well. And then you, you keep growing. You know? Are you a STEM student? Do you have questions about life after undergrad? Are you not sure what professional development really means? Or maybe you just want to meet some incredible people and ask questions to someone who's been in your shoes before. The Incredible Student Community is for college students who want some help navigating through college, finding their way into grad school, a career, or even starting a business. We will meet once a month for an hour each time. You can reach out with questions at any time through a special group of people you know are serious about their growth as a student leading into a professional. Go to incrediblepaul.org slash community to learn more about this. You can also go to my about page, incrediblepaul.org slash about to learn more about me. Join me in becoming the most incredible student you can be. So after this production manager, or solely for the long story, but 25 years. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I move up to another factory as a production manager. Uh, in this time, uh, we were producing the, the glass jars, you know, the Gerber type tourists. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, and which is quite tough to produce. The glass, it's a, it's a, it's a business. Huh? It's difficult to, to master that one. And on top of that, the aseptic. So two of the most difficult things uh, that you can produce uh, for infants, I tell you. Because aseptic, you see all the gray hairs here? <laughs> part, part of those are coming from them. Okay. Because it's, uh, then you have an instability and then you say, where is this coming from? You never know, you know, because you never have enough information and then you need to do, establish all these troubleshooting exercises, try to find, you know, talking to experts, trying to make some kind, it's fun. Huh? Yeah, the problem yeah. is that it's a hell of a pressure because the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the business is waiting for your product no? to, to be yeah, uh, yeah. To be launched because safety is non-negotiable, okay? If you have a doubt, we always, Toss it away. That's no doubt. Okay. And yeah. And then I was so lucky. It was, uh, was good because as well, yeah, something I started there. I started as um, uh, the TPM journey, the total uh, uh, production management. Okay. Or performance management, as we call it in the NSLA. And it's a journey just to help you to, to learn how to do continuous improvement. And I love it, that one, you know. And after that time, I was offered to be the factory manager in the same plant, which is not normal, but I think I was happy with my performance. And, and again, from a small 
to bigger crew and now the full factory, you know? It's a completely different story. And uh, we were suffering a lot from volume. So you see me trying to seek for volume all over the place. Finally got a, um, a contract with China. So we started to produce for China, which is a challenge you can imagine. Yeah? Sending infant formula in liquid in container from Spain to China. Oh, wow. Yeah, doesn't make much sense. But man, the Chinese, they have a hell of a money. Yeah? Yeah. All the mid-class, they, they have money. Yeah? They were paying for one can of uh, infant formula around $70, $80. You can imagine. Yeah, it's oh. insane. So that's why we had a market. Let's do it. And yeah. I was suffering from volume. And I convinced all the different guys in Nestle to go that route. Yes. I, I feel really proud on, on that one, to be honest. And then, yeah, that was uh, how we did it there. And I, I have very good memories of that time there, learning with all my, my colleagues there. It was really nice. And after that, I was uh, offered a position in Switzerland, back in Switzerland, to the headquarters as the master pillar uh, for goal alignment. What is this, no? So for all this, you know, Paul, I know you know. <laughs> but maybe our, our, our public doesn't know. Yeah, they don't about know. <laughs> the goal alignment is really uh, the different routines that you put in place to manage a factory, starting from how to put the priorities from the business, making sense, how to develop the projects, how to do the problem solving of those, how to measure them, <clears throat> you know, and how to establish the standards that you need to, to have in order to make your business sustainable, okay? So these five routines are really the key things that we, <clears throat> I, was, I was the one trying to implement all over the, 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 the globe, no? Imagine Nestle, it's more than 400 factories. Huh? So it, it, I had a fantastic team all across uh, the world. I have guys in Dubai, guys in Philippines, guys in the States, guys in Brazil, you name it. was fantastic. A, 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 a great time to implement something global. It's really a different thing that you, you do. Huh? Yeah. And we implement what we call the key standard routines. What is this? Well, those are the seven routines that you always do in a factory. In a factory, you, when you produce uh, food, you need to run the line, you need to clean the line, you need to do changeovers, you need to do the maintenance, you know. You need to do ensure the quality and ensure the safety of your crew. So those are the really basic operations that you do in a factory. So we created a system very easy to implement to all of the factories. And now if you go any factory in the world, they will talk about the key standard routine. So it's fantastic to see that. Man. Yes. I didn't realize that you could go so far from a very small village in Switzerland, no? because Veve, it's a, a tiny thing. You will see it. You see the big lake, Geneva, and it's a small town there. And I was getting all over the world. No? Wow. It's, it's a, in a nutshell. And after that, I came to the States. I stay still in continuous improvement. I spent uh, two to three years in, uh, in Purina with Paul, okay, so we, where we met. And, and there I was implementing the same routines I, I was telling you there. And lately, the last year, I was offered a new position in uh, nutrition. I, will, I came back to my wheelhouse, really yes. my expertise. Yeah. Okay, and I'm so happy. And now I moved to Arkansas before I was in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And now I moved to Arkansas with the whole family. And we are really happy. You know, it's, I understand why it's a natural state. I and mean, it's everything is green. It's oh, so yeah. amazing. It's amazing, the, the sightseeing that you see here. It's, it's really good. Wow. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Sorry for the long, long, long summary. Okay. Uh, my, my career in, is a, in this list so far. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah. No, that, that's amazing. The, all the different things that you're able to do from, from starting as an intern to doing stuff in research to the application group to doing stuff on a global scale with the continuous improvement that that's not something most people get to do to build out routines. It's going to go out across the world. Yep. That's Nestle, it. Yeah. Nestle has a huge impact across the world. I know there's a lot of different 
things that Nestle makes that people don't even realize. And I didn't realize until I joined Nestle. So <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's remarkable. I mean, we, we could spend a while talking about all the stuff that Nestle made. But I, I did want to uh, unpack something there as far as um, all the different transitions and stuff you, you, you did as far as, was it more so intentional or more so as things came up? Or how did you kind of craft your career or did you kind of, I'll just leave it there. How did you craft the, your career? Well, uh, I think I was always curious uh, to learn more things. And I was provoking some of them, okay? I remember when I was in Switzerland the first time in Connellfingen at the R&D center is where basically I just started my big uh, career. Yeah. It's where there were some projects and uh, always they were looking for some volunteers. So I, I always volunteer. Yeah. Because I had an opportunity to learn more about more about quality, uh, to learn more about the process, to learn more about, you know, everything related to a factory. Yeah. So I was always trying to join. On top of that, uh, it's true that at that time, I identified something, some, uh, because I was a young fellow, I didn't know much about processing or anything. So I was curious how the new hires would be able to get all this knowledge. So I just started with another guy, <laughs> with Mark, okay? We were the M&Ms. So although the, the, oh. the, the guy didn't like it because M&M's is not Nestle, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We started a, a, another project just to how to, to start a repository on knowledge oh, from the yeah. experts. So yeah. whenever you have a question, whenever you need to learn anything, we have this repository of knowledge so we could go and, and find really fast, you know, a database or whatever there. And we started with a mentor Okay, and, and, and nobody knew it, but we started, everybody got excited and we made the, the selling to the, to the top management at the uh, R&D center. They were excited too and we started, man. So I would say, ask, trying to answer your question, a little bit coming from outside, but a lot of what's coming from inside. So curiosity, always asking, never be shy to ask. Yes. I would like to do this. What yes. do I need? And humble, okay? Yes. What do I need in order to get there? Mm -hmm. And how can you help me in order to get there? Yes. And then typically people never, you know, never fail you. They, they're always there, people trying to help you there. Yes. Because you explain, you see your curiosity, you share your ambitions, and they say, okay, yes, I'm trying to help you, man. So mm -hmm. you need to learn this, you need to learn that. This is a good opportunity. This is something that you could be get benefit from. And I was listening all, most of the time to the people and, and I was joining because, yes, because one day my boss came and said, Marcos, I was in Colorado at the time in Switzerland. I'd say, well, I think for you to round it up, all your knowledge, you need to go to India. I said, what? <laughs> I was married. We didn't have children at the time. Okay. But I would say, no, you go by yourself. Okay, so my wife is staying in Switzerland. Yeah, you go by yourself. Wow. You can come every two, three months back and then you go back. Okay. Yes. Sounds great, man. <laughs> so you need to have some, be able to put some sacrifice. Okay. It's not, it's not for free. All what I'm saying, no, you need to be able to say, okay, I'm doing that, but you will get a lot afterwards. I can tell you. No, it was, it was a great, great experience. And it's really changed my perception and the perception the company had about me because I was much more visible helping those guys implementing this new technology as well. I was there. They found that I was a nice guy and they could, and I had some knowledge and then I was asked to do many other things. Uh, so can we help? Even they sent me to a, a supplier to do an audit yeah, for, for oil. So I don't know how to do oil, man. So I don't know, but use your common sense and and go say okay i'll do it so if you want me to go i go and i gave some some help there so you know oh, wow. it's always like that so you always ask and typically people never let you down it's really there is always someone trying to help you and i'm trying to do exactly the same with the people that come to me if i can try to help you i will try to help you 
because it's what they did to me. So that's, you know, one good thing delivers another good thing. Yeah. This is how it works. And so far, so good, I can tell you. Okay. That's, did, that's I answer, did I answer your question? I thought it was a, yeah. a long one. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that was perfect. Like, really, the curiosity is key. I feel like when, when I work with people, especially like people who are just out of college or earlier in their careers, I, a lot of times they feel like they have to have everything figured out, which if some people do early on, like most people is what you mentioned, you discover things that you are interested in and you pursue it. The other side is that you discover things that you don't like, and then you, you navigate to what you do like. So I think both are in, important, but just understanding that yeah. It's not, it's most, for most people, it's not just going to come to you one day. I know exactly what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It's going to be a journey and just enjoying that journey and not getting stuck into, this is what I want to do at the end and just trying to stick to that only. Yeah. And you, you keep learning as long as you start doing that. Because I never thought to be factory manager, to be honest. Mm. It was never in my mind. I yeah. was an engineer. I was happy with the technology, knowing the product, you know, developing new products. Yeah. It was fun, you know. But then you get the opportunity because one of the projects was to go to Mexico and to develop, to do a, what we call a target setting. And then they, they gave me packaging. I didn't know anything about packaging, you know. <laughs> I knew a lot about processing, but nothing uh, about packaging. Yeah. And, and then it's, everything opened to, to me and say, oh, so the factory is much more than the process, you know, how to convert milk into uh, milk powder or into yeah. infant formula. It's much more than that, no? Yeah. You need to pack it, you need to sell it. That's a completely different story, no? But maybe I can add something and maybe it's good. Not always was nice, okay? Uh, I told you this about in Switzerland. When I arrived in Switzerland, you know what my boss told me? Marcos, you are too young, you are too fresh, you shouldn't be here. Wow. Yeah. This was the second week for me being there. Wow. This was in, in January. It was like, <laughs> what I'm going to, to do now, no? Yeah. So then you see me putting hours and hours and hours of a study, trying to learn as much as possible from everybody. And I can tell you after two years working with him at the uh, Farewell, party that we did his comment was marcos came here as a fresh fresh green guy and now he's living as a full professional and competent person it was like well i was i was almost crying because it was a tough time for me i can tell you wow. but you know you have to be resilient and if you have clarity that man you're not going to dictate what i'm going to be in the future I was sent here from Spain in order to learn all that I need to learn. I'm going to do it, you know. Don't this month, you know. Don't this man. Continue. Continue. Be, I'm, I'm a stubborn. That's, uh, everybody in my family knows that. But, uh, <laughs> but if you fight, you will get it. Okay? That's my, my recommendation there. Sorry for the... No, that's good. I, I really like that. That I... I talk about resilience a lot and really being focused and just to keep pushing. I, it's really important because the environment you're in where it's not, at least when your boss tells you that he doesn't even think you should be there, that's, yes. it takes a lot of internal motivation. And then even maybe seeking out other people around you for support as well. Because what I always say with resilience is that the only guarantee we have in life is that we're going to face tough times, whether we've already faced them or it's coming in the future or already doing it right now. But the thing is, we all go through tough times, but we have to respond to those tough times instead of just reacting to it because we can control how we react to it, we, how we respond to it. Because if we react to it and we're not, and we don't learn from it, then we can get bitter and not, and not get any better. Yeah, you said it, you nailed it. Yep, that's correct. That's my experience too, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I, I know you, like from what you mentioned, you worked on four different continents, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, are there any um, highlights from any particular, I know from the goal alignment one that you, you worked globally to create this, 
I don't know from any of the other experiences, if there's any really key significant things that you did or maybe just memorable things in particular roles that you can share about. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel stuck? Then coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Incredipal for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to incredipal.org slash coaching, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L dot org slash coaching, or at I am Incredipal on all my socials. Or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself. Well, yes, you know, working with the, with the, with the Indian guys was completely different from working with people in Europe. Mm. And, and say, how? There are people, there, yeah. there are people, but yeah. the culture, the ways of doing things are different, no? Mm. And what I learned in India is that once you build the relationship, and they trust you, you can get anything from them. Wow. It's amazing. Even they, they were putting themselves in danger. I had to stop them once. So what the hell are you doing? Well, Don't I'm... do it like this, you know, yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Marcos, exactly. you said you, you wanted to do it like that. No, but not like this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no way. Yeah. Okay, they were no, 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 no. Safety first, okay? Yeah. We, I want you to be... Uh, you're right here, and you come back with all the members and every limbs here, and and that's it. Eh? No, 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 no negotiations there. So yeah, and then that was so so surprising on one hand, no, that because I didn't know at the time. It's true that they were inviting me to many social events because I was by myself. They were taking care of me on the weekends. Let's go and visit this. Let's go visit that. I say, okay, thank you very much. So I didn't ask for that, but I was really pleased. So they were really, you know, hosting you. Yeah. It was a fantastic time. I really, I really liked it, uh, my time there. I, and I had very good friends still, okay? And, and, and I miss them sometimes because they were, we had pretty, pretty good time there. And we did some great achievements just by teaching them how to do stuff, Mm, and they grew up as a professionals as well. So it was, was a fantastic uh, time, my, my time there. And, and then working in Europe, you know, we are very straightforward. You know yeah. that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you how I was calling Purina. Huh? Don't worry. Okay, I will, I will disclose that. And um, when, I, uh, when you're in Europe and you work, for instance, with Dutch, man, you, be, you need to be ready to hear what you don't want to hear. <laughs> but it's okay, because then you know exactly where you are, okay? Where, where I'm standing. Yeah. Good, is this bad, how they feeling? They will tell yeah. you, no doubt. You don't, you don't need to ask. Yeah. They will tell you, bluntly, boom, okay? And then when I came to Midwest, it was a completely different story. Yes. You know, I'm, I, I, I didn't work for long in the States, so my only reference was the the, the all the movies oh. typically American they are really tough and oh you know <laughs> you know this kind of of things no yeah Midwest is not like that <laughs> okay you need to be much subtle you need to uh, consider very much how you pass the message mm -hmm. okay not to uh, I would say uh, have any problem with uh, with anybody, no? Yes. And uh, I needed to learn it. No? Then my yeah. first visit in a factory, and now we are very good friends uh, with Lenny <laughs> in Oklahoma City. He called me, Marcos, you are a sniper. What the hell is that? <laughs> said, Sorry? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know why, yeah? We went on the line and there was a hose crossing the, the aisle and saying, man, nothing is marked here. Are you going to talk to the operator just to put some, you know, segregations or something there? Because this is unsafe, no? And say, well, man, nobody told me this like, like you ever. And you are right. Say, sorry, I, I didn't want to offend you, but yeah, I'm concerned about the safety of others when they come. So maybe we need to market and yeah. make sure that everybody is safe here. No? 
And then he called me the sniper. I said, okay, thank you, Lenny. I really appreciate it. And he's my best friend in the States, I can tell you. Huh? Together with my good friend, Mazzy. Those guys are mine. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so, yeah. But I like it because he told me and he helped me a lot. I was listening to him to learn how to get better in your culture here. Mm. Okay. Because sometimes, yes, I found that I was too straightforward with my messages, with my comments, and people were not, uh, I would say, used to it. Yeah. My accent, my ways of saying things, sometimes I'm not a perfect uh, in your language. So I'm, I miss some words. So you try to make it and the message is not conveyed exactly as you want. Yeah. But you need to understand that as well. No? The, 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 the problem, the communication barrier that you could have huh, sometimes. But it was fantastic because I learned. And now I think I'm doing much better. <laughs> and now here in, in Arkansas, I think I did a pretty good job. Okay. So all my experiences I'm helping me to get better and better. So um here I feel really welcome. You know, people are really nice as well. Midwest people are fantastic, eh, by the way. Eh? They're always trying to help you. Once you understand the way you need to communicate, you have no problem. Eh? It's fantastic. No, no, no. Good experience with everybody. But you need to learn. That's yeah. something like that, no. And maybe and last one, uh, when I work in Mexico, you know, I don't have much barrier in language. You know, we both speak Spanish. Yeah. But the, the culture is not the same either. Huh? Oh. I remember working there and then I was asking to a mechanic, I think, I said, when, when are you going to fix that? And then he said this fantastic, ahorita. Okay. If you speak Spanish, it means little now. So me from Spain, I was thinking, it's, yeah, it's in five minutes, 10 minutes, he's come back. Yeah. And he will fix it. And then one hour, two hours, one day, three days, one week. It was never fixed, no? And then I asked one of the production managers with it, why the guy say always this ahorita and, and never was done? And they start laughing at me. Marcos, you don't understand. Say, no, I don't understand. For me, ahorita means little now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, means I'm not going to do it. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I will do it when I will have time in my other life no so it's wow. like okay now i understand no so you learn all these things you know culturally by doing that's that's what it is man so yeah. uh, i'm but you take it uh, you know uh, as it comes you learn from it and you move on that, that that's it that was uh, some fun stories you know yeah <laughs> wow well, that, that's a really good story as far as even in, in your native language that just the difference between cultures and what people call it is it can be missed. And I think that's a lot of times that we, we run into that, whether it's an engineer or scientist or just people in manufacturing, that when you're coming in and you assume like someone in the same manufacturing background or from the same area, is going to be the same as you, but then they might have different experiences. They might have a different culture that you have nothing about. And so what you were saying that making sure that you are continually learning, because if you, if you don't learn that you continue to assume there can be miscommunication that can cause just havoc. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. And it's fun at the same time because you're growing as a, as a person. No? I'm not the yeah. same guy I used to be. 30 years ago, you know, that's it. That's completely true. There is yeah. something is still there, no? <laughs> but there is a, a lot of more, you know, that I have learned in my in my experience. And I think it's really good. Yeah. Always enriches you. Yes. Yep. So I, I'm a huge advocate of personal growth. And that is the only guarantee that tomorrow is going to be better than today is that you're, yep. you're growing. Because I feel like sometimes I think you've probably seen it working with different leaders and people that sometimes people get to a certain place and they feel like they've arrived. They don't have to learn anymore. They don't have to um, continue to grow. And those people, uh, for those are the people that are, are disconnected. They can't get anything done anymore. They might have had a lot of accomplishments to get there. But once you feel like you arrived, that's when you start to decline. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you need to get always people around you to help you go. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. A godfather, as we say, or a mentor. Yes. Try to look for one of those. Yes. Because they, they're willing to help you. Okay. And when you come and ask for help, typically they help you. And you need them. I tell you, you need them. And not only on the top, as well on your sides. Okay. Yes. Your peers are really important. Yes. To help you cope with the bad moments and with the good moments too. That's good to share. Okay. Sharing, it's, it's just fantastic. And having good friends always helps you a lot. Okay. And trying to pay out whatever you, you got. So if someone is coming to you and asking for help, please help them. Yes. That's my only advice. Yes. Try to help them. More than think that you were this, on the same shoes, uh, trying to get somewhere and you were asking for help. So try to help them. Because yes. believe it or not, once you grow in the, in the company with your experience, you know more people, you know more things, and you can always, even you are not a very senior guy, you can always help him to go to the next step, yes, okay? Yes. And get this context. So this is really my advice and, and, and it worked pretty well. And nobody let me down, I can tell you, in, in, my, in my career. Always I was asking, when I came to the States, I was supposed to go to Spain. And for personal reasons, I needed to come to the States. And I was trying to get all my contacts, all the people, and everybody, everybody was trying to help, I can tell you. And I got a, a, finally a position in Purina. That was great, man. So, yeah. and I would try to do exactly the same thing from someone who comes to me. Marcos, how can you help me? I would like to go to Switzerland. I would like to go to this factory. Do you know someone you can help me? What do I need to do in order to be more, you know, to visualize me more, yeah, you know, yeah. increase the visibility? These things, these kind of things, and people typically, yeah, they help you. Yeah, they help you. That's uh, it. That, that's really good. And I, I like what you mentioned that you don't have to be a very senior leader to do that. I feel yeah. like sometimes people feel like if they're not in a management position and they haven't been there for that long, that they can't help. But what I try to tell people, like even those that are, are just starting their careers, you can help people who are not haven't started their careers. Or maybe yeah. uh, it's uh, someone who's trying to get into a similar industry and they're in another industry. So it could be someone at your same level or someone just slightly below. There's always someone that you can help through mentorship. There is always something you can do for someone. And I tell you, when I started in Konolfingen in, in Switzerland uh, at that time, I was doing technical assistance worldwide on the uh, spray dryers, uh, dairy, infant nutrition. Yeah. And, you know, next day we had tons of uh, confidential information. Mm. And it's not like today that you get to the tablet and you, you, <laughs> you connect. At yeah. the time, only the factory manager had uh, access to those, oh, wow. to those uh, instructions, okay? Because they were uh, typically part of the audits you needed to have them very well controlled oh, yeah. and if it's go out you need to sign who is blah 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 yeah. so the people didn't have it so i was a, the smallest ant in the organization but when someone was coming to switzerland because a lot of people came you know and there were production managers you know things like that and they were struggling with some of the process how to do that how to do that and said man didn't you see the, this instruction, <laughs> this manufacturing instruction? No, yeah. I haven't. And then, okay, let me do a printout and give it to you. Okay, so small things, really small things can make a big difference to someone. Okay, because for them, for him or for her, was really a, a big deal huh? because I didn't know how to collect this sample. I didn't know how to run this uh, concentration here. Why this temperature is so critical? Yes. Because if I go above, I have denaturation. If I go below, I have sedimentation. What is going on here? No. Yeah. And this is the thing that you say, no, you need to be in this range. And then you will be say, how yeah. do you know? No. Well, this is written here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that instruction in my life. It's like, uh, okay, man, here you are. And if you have questions, ask me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm every single day with the scientists, with the experts. And if I don't know, I can try to seek this information for you so I can try to help. So yeah. small things, small things make a difference. And then, then you go to a market, to another place, 
And then guess what? This guy is there. <laughs> and he remember you helping him. And then you have an ally. Okay? So it's an investment at the end as well. You feel good because you help. Yes. And then even if you don't believe it, it will pay off. Yeah. That's it. Wow. So that, that's really good. The investment piece, I think, is something that people don't, we, we don't always realize that we, we, we're sowing into our future, whether it's with that person or maybe that person talks to someone else that um, can open up doors for you just because of that relationship. You, you never know where your good deeds or actions are going to go when you are in another room in another area. Yes. That's right. So, so is there any particular mentor or sponsor or person that either helped you earlier on in your career that it really stood out to you? I would say they have moved out. Unfortunately, I'm getting old, man. All this gray is here. <laughs> so most of them are retired now. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But, well, I started with my father. I would say he helped me a lot, a lot, a lot. He bringing a lot of common sense, helping me to, to make the right decisions, yeah. you know, because he used to work for Nestle as well. So he knew ah, some yeah. people there. Yeah. And then after that, I had several, you know, the, the, the guy, my boss, that first <laughs> day of second week told me, man, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> he really helped me a lot. Okay. And then one thing, I mean, maybe it's good to do. I had a, another guy from Mexico that when I was in, in, in Australia, I was an operator. Okay, I started as an operator, a spray dryer operator. And uh, one day, one, one uh, scientist, one technologist from Switzerland came to Australia and he came to our factory. Yeah. This is a Mexican guy. So Mexican, Spanish, say, we were talking because yeah. we were <laughs> in the other part of the, of the world, yeah. you know, and, uh, and then... I invite him over, and I remember making the famous Spanish omelette with a uh, potato, okay? And guess what? This guy was my colleague when I was in Conalpinian afterwards, and I didn't know. And this guy, when I was in India, was my soulmate, the guy who helped me with every single question I have about technology. Wow. He was there for me, you know? And I didn't ask him, but he was so happy to meet me, to, to meet me, to, to be part of, of us, because my, my wife was with me in, in Australia, that we, you know, host him for, for one night. Uh, and then after that, we, we built a relationship. And, and I tell you, he was a tough guy in wow. the organization. When we did the international projects, you know who were calling to deal with him, no? It was me, because nobody could, could deal with him. He, oh, was wow. so tough. he was so tough. So, Marcos, can you go to, to Mexico for this project? Yes, I can go. <laughs> Do you mind talking to this guy? Say, yes, I can talk to him. I would please to talk to him. I would yeah. please to spend time with him. He's my yeah. friend. No? Yeah. And, uh, and we help each other, no? because he had as well some problems. I helped him. You know, it was a fantastic time. And, and then... And then in Spain, uh, I had factory managers helping me out, okay? I had the technical manager afterwards. And yeah, so it's like, it's like that, no? And, uh, and then you keep moving because they're offering you projects and then you say, okay, I'll do it, no? Because I was offered yeah. another project to go back to Switzerland for eight months. I have my wife in, in Santander, which is north of Spain. And I had to be alone by, my, by myself wow. during these this eight months. And I was traveling every single weekend back and forth. Wow. And this was tough. This was tough. Yeah. Personally, because typically we always went together to yeah. anywhere. And this time was, was tough. But once again, I had the opportunity. I could uh, say no, but I say yes. And then I met a lot of people in Switzerland that helped me out afterwards, as I told you. So you make connections, you help them. 
and then you get the, the payout. That's it. So that's it. You, you change mentors. And now I'm happy with my technical manager here in, uh, in nutrition. I think he's a really, really sound uh, leader. He has as well, very huge uh, international experience. He, he worked in, in Asia for many, many years. He's, Amer he's American, but he worked in, in Asia. Oh, wow. Okay. And he, he's, he's a fantastic guy, I tell you. He's really good. And helping me out as well. So, cannot complain, man. You know, that's it. And, and then you talk to others. Uh, I can talk to you, I know, as well. Yeah. Because one thing you realize when you grow up that today is my problem. I share it with you. You give me the solution. And then in three months, you come with the same problem. You gave me the solution, you know, and I gave you the same solution. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, I know, yeah. Yeah. but it's life. Yeah. Because when it's on your skin, it's different when it's from the other. So yes. and sometimes you just need to verbalize and to, to share yeah. it and to get the answer. No? Yeah. But yeah. It, that's normal. Not, not, not a big deal. Man, it's, uh, we're humans. We have always the same doubts, if I would say, the same questions. And it's always good to, to share it and to get some feedback from someone else, you know? Yes. I think it's always, it's always good. That's, that's amazing. It's amazing. Well, we're almost out of time, but I do want to talk a little bit about what you like to do for fun or just to unplug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm a pilot, okay? I like to fly. And to be honest, I'm blessed to be here in the States because you have the best place in the world. Wow. It's amazing flying here. And I have to learn from scratch, huh? because oh, wow. not not my license from Europe were <laughs> uh, valid here. So, yeah. I, But I went up to commercial. So now I can earn money uh, flying oh, nice. uh, Helicopters, because I learned how to fly helicopters here. Wow. And I'm flying what is called a gyroplane, which mm. is a mix between helicopter and airplane. Huh? Yeah. Uh, and I, I know how to fly planes too. But yeah, this is my hobby. I have a small gyro here in Arkansas. Yes. And I try to do some, some travels there. I used to go with my son, but now he's 17. He's 6'5". And we don't fit because I'm six four. No, I don't yeah. fit. We don't fit. We don't fit in the in their plane anymore. So uh, I need to fly by myself. And now he's trying to get his own license, which I think is oh, really good. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's it. That's my that's my hobby. So always trying to do something new. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe for my plan B, when I retire, I will do some flying and earn some money to help my yeah. pension. Uh, yeah. That's the dream, you know. But yeah. Who knows? So far, I'm enjoying my time here. And I tell you, the installations that you have here, the facilities are amazing. So if you like to fly, do it, man. You can go from one coast to another without any problem. You don't need to have to do a... This is one of my my, my dreams. I want to do it once, uh, to do the, the cross. Oh, wow. That, that's something I would like to do. But I wanted to do it with my son, but now we don't fit in the in the, in the bloody plane. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> and do it by yourself is not the same, you know. You, yeah, you always would like to do it with someone else. So yeah. so yeah, that's my that's my hobby. That's it. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I I remember when you you got that plane at the Karina, and that that is amazing to me. But I didn't know how long how long have you been a pilot or even flying when you were in Europe or wow. in or not in the States, I should say. I think I, I, I got the license in 2001, 2002. Oh, wow. So over 20 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But the time I flew more is here. I can tell oh, you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's great here, I tell you. Because here, when you want to do a cross-country, you don't need to do much planning. You, I have a, a, a program which is called For Flight, and it helps you out. To do the planning, but oh, if okay. I need if I need fuel somewhere, I need to stop. You have almost everywhere uh, a self service. Yeah. So you go and you try to do this in in Spain. Man, it's a headache. Huh? You need to call in advance. 
oh, because wow. the people you don't have uh, self-service gas anywhere uh, so you need to go call someone who knows someone and be waiting for you at the uh, airfield with some some uh, canisters full of gas then you pay him it's a pain in the neck okay wow. completely different than here here it's everything it's easy to to do that wow. and you have what they call the fbo so you can get water, you can get coffee, you can get a, okay. a nap. Even sometimes you can get even a shower. So, man, right. the facilities are insane. That's it's fantastic. Wow, it's great. That's that's good to know. Well, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you like to talk about, or just about you in general? No, I think we cover pretty much. And, and thank you again for for uh, allowing me to share my story. You know, oh, like awesome. I always say, yeah. It's talking about me, so it's not not a big not a big problem. It's always good, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I appreciate no, I... that you had the patience to to listen to me and uh, and my story. So it's good. Yeah. You see, I'm telling a lot of stories. I'm getting old. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what my daughter told me, man. You're getting all that many stories. Okay, thank you. Okay, so that's yes. it. But uh, I appreciate the opportunity yeah, that... to share my my experience and hoping to help anyone. Okay. Yes, definitely. And I appreciate you being on. And no, I really enjoyed hearing your stories. It's always fun talking to you. And I knew my audience would also get a lot from talking to you as well. From your, your breadth of experience working with Nestle, all the different opportunities you've had, how you've been able to move from different functions, interact with different cultures, and learn along the way. So everyone that's listening, or if you're if you're listening, you also should be watching. Watch on YouTube if you're, if you're listening. But I hope you got something out of this conversation from Marcos as far as making sure that you are being curious, really being intentional with your career. Also, don't stop learning. Learning is a process that's never going to end. And just keep learning, keep moving forward, and keep being incredible. Thank you for listening to the Incredible Podcast with Paul Ferranbi. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. incredible.